Well, friends, welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. This is episode 116, and it's living on purpose to fulfill your calling with my good friend, Chris Cree of New Creations Ministries. And this is actually a live teaching that Chris and I did last week. And I wanted to share it with you, my listeners, because I didn't want you to miss out on any of our juicy conversation. Because if you struggle in knowing your purpose or calling in life, then we're going to give you some key insights. And I'm going to share three key purposes that you have to know before you're going to understand your calling. And so grab a pen and paper because I'm guaranteeing you it's going to give you some uh, personal reflection time as well as encouragement because you were created to thrive. So here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. Today we're live, and we're excited about that because today's guest is no stranger to our broadcast. Lori Snyder, and we're going to be talking about how you can understand and you can hear and you can find out what God intends for you as your purpose and calling, you know, because purpose and calling is so important. So let me just get Lori in here and we'll get started. Hi, Lori. How are you? Hey, Chris. So great to be back. Thank you. I am excited about this episode and I'm just going to tell everybody right now that we know God has something special for this particular broadcast. That's so. Right. Destiny, purpose, calling, why is all that important? Isn't that only like for the super duper special people or is that for everybody, Lori? Yeah, it's for everybody. And it's I think it's the number one thing that I run up against with in coaching and mentoring people is they want to know purpose. They want to know their calling. And it's almost like they want God, if you just tell me what to do, I'll do it. But they don't have clarity on what they are to do. And I... I am an agent of change. And so what I do is I challenge people to rethink how they are thinking and really look at their core beliefs and uh, have a different perspective. So this is about a different mindset, which we're calling obviously a kingdom of God mm -hmm. mindset because Jesus taught on the kingdom. Yes. When he resurrected, he came back for 40 days and taught on the kingdom of God. But mm -hmm. I want to keep it really simple today and talk about purpose and calling, but really it's going to be about a mindset. And okay. uh, I'll just start with a story. Last week, I was traveling with my husband, Fred, and we were at the Atlanta airport uh, for a layover. And we had gotten up really early, so I didn't have a chance to put on my makeup yet. So <laughs> we had you know, an hour layover. So I use the restroom and I'm right there like the baby changing area in the big mirror and I'm putting on my, I start to put on my makeup. Well, I noticed there was someone's phone and they had gospel music on, which was, um, I sing because I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And, and at first I thought, did someone leave their phone? And I'm kind of watching over it. Well, then I noticed that the attendance cart 
that services the restrooms was also right there. So I thought, oh, it's probably the attendant's phone. So I just kind of left it and I'm putting on my makeup and enjoying the music. And uh, a few minutes later, a woman comes that was servicing the restrooms and she just had this big old smile. And she said, good morning. She goes, I just have my, I said, is this your phone? And she said, I have my gospel music on. It's a great day. And she was interacting with the people saying good morning. And most people were like, you're, you're a stranger's talking to me. <laughs> and I do, it was just such a beautiful thing. She just had so much joy. And so I'm, you know, pretty much done. And she was in and out. And then all of a sudden, I just felt the Lord say to my, my heart, I want you to say something to her. And so I thought, okay, well, you got to bring her here soon because I'm, I'm leaving to go to my yeah. gate. And I didn't see her. So I just start to walk out while well, she was right there walking. She had been out and coming back into the restroom. And I just looked at her and I said, the Lord wants you to know that he sees you and what you do is very important. And it just blesses him that you are doing this because you do it with such love and joy in serving him. Her eyes teared up. She just got this huge smile. She gave me a big old embrace. And then I just went on my way. What if we lived our life with that mindset of my purpose is to be an expression of the Father, of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit that lives in me? And so that's really what I want to talk about today in talking about purpose and calling. It's got to be from the mind shift uh, or the mindset of everything I do, I do out of my relationship with Him and knowing who I am in him, who he is, and what he's calling me to do. So that's kind of the backdrop for for this today. So so out of all of that, the the one big chunk I'm I'm taking away or that I, I heard you say is that there's a connection between our purpose and I and and calling and what we're on this planet to do is is somehow connected to our actual identity is that which yes. is, is there not a true statement yes 100 percent. so if you look at jesus as our example and what did he do he had to grow and mature in identity reading the scriptures talking with the father praying and then everything he did came out of that identity you know mm-hmm. jesus had many purposes his main purpose obviously we we think of salvation which was very important, but how he did that, he was there to reveal the father. Mm. His purpose was to reveal the father and that oneness he had with him so that we could have that. And a lot of people would say, whoa, 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 that sounds, you know, that almost sounds blasphemous. You're saying that Jesus grew and matured, yet the scripture does say that he grew in favor with God and man. I mean, I get that he would grow in favor with man because we're clueless and we don't know who he is. But the Bible clearly says that Jesus grew in favor with the Father as well. He grew in wisdom. Yeah, Scripture scripture backs up what you're saying. And I just want to make that clear to folks that you're not just spouting your opinion. What you're saying lines up with Scripture. That even Jesus had to go through this maturation process. He he yeah. grew in wisdom. He grew in favor. So right. if Jesus had to grow in wisdom and favor, how much more do we need to grow as well? Yeah, because he he was tempted in in the wilderness. We see that how does the enemy come to Jesus? He attacks his identity. 
Mm-hmm. If you are the son of man, then do something. And so this is what happens when well, we well, tend to look at. I, I just want to add to that. It's interesting that it, it, really the enemy's attack was twofold. One, on his identity, which mm-hmm. if you remember in scripture, in the accounts, this, the Holy Spirit led Jesus out in the wilderness immediately after he was baptized. And mm-hmm. at his baptism, what did what happened? The father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. So the enemy comes right at his identity, like you said. Immedi- mm-hmm. And he's coming to steal the word of God because that word was spoken over Jesus. This is my son, if you are the son of God. And, mm-hmm. and the enemy only brings, he comes at part of it because there was a full word there that this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The enemy didn't talk about that second part. He was only attacking the first part, which is that identity. But the identity that Jesus had was, I am the son of the most high God, and he's well pleased with me. <laughs> so it's important that we do understand our identity. Jesus knew who he was. He had just heard it you know, from the voice of the father himself. And so he was able to counter those lies when the enemy came at him with that question to steal the word. Jesus <laughs> went right back to scripture and said, it is written. Yeah. And really, he did what Adam was supposed to do in Genesis 3, Mm. when the enemy came to basically accuse God of holding out on them and question their identity, same type of thing. And so, Jesus being the second Adam, it talks about he did what Adam failed to do. And so, he's the redeemer. So, we have to live out of our identities. When we're looking at purpose, I'm going to just give you three simple things to help people really understand what is my purpose. And it's different than calling because a lot of times we want to say, well, what am I supposed to do? What's my vocation? What does that look like? Right. But we need Mm -hmm. to first start with identity. And so the number one purpose we have is obviously to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior so we can be reconnected to the Father. Mm -hmm. But really our number one purpose is to have that personal, intimate relationship with God the Father Jesus' Son, and Holy Spirit. And we've had a broadcast before where we talk about we've got to know all three aspects of the Godhead. And I wasn't taught that for many years in church. Yeah. So we have to know all three aspects of the Godhead. And Jesus, I love John 16 and 17, especially, well, 15, 16, 17, because he's talking so much about the Father. He's introducing the Holy Spirit, and he's talking about that oneness that we are to have. And so, again, Jesus is our example. So, first of all, to have that relationship. The second thing is we're to be conformed into the image of Christ. And so, we are going through different things, the trials and the situations, just as Jesus did. And that is helping us be conformed that we're to understand the new identity that of the new man, right? That are born again mm-hmm. spirit and to be spirit led, who the Holy Spirit is and who we truly are in him. You know, Colossians, it's talking a lot about putting off the old and putting on the new, Ephesians 2 mm-hmm. as well. So um, who are we in Christ? And knowing when it says like in the new covenant or the new Testament in him, through him, by him, what does that mean? And what does that look like? to be conformed into the image of Christ. And then the third one is to be his ambassador. We're an expression of him. We've also talked about this in the past. 
we're to be, you know, there's three absolutes of God. He is life, he is light, and he is love. Mm -hmm. And he needs to express himself through us. And that's the mindset that we have. And that's why I shared the woman at the Atlanta airport, because what she was doing was her vocation. Mm -hmm. But it was her calling of that was the avenue in which she got to be an expression of him. And the kingdom of God, right? We've talked about this before. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy yep. Spirit. Righteousness is understanding who we are in Christ, our identity in Christ, our position in Him, but also the spiritual realities that we have that Ephesians and Colossians talk so much about. Peace, or so much about that, and then that joy. And so we are to show people who God is because it's the goodness of God that leads one to repentance, to change mm -hmm. the way they think, change their actions, to turn towards God. So what I'm hearing is you're saying that if, if we're to really, truly step into our destiny, you know, what God, the purpose that God has for us and what he's called us to do, it starts with having an intimate relationship with a father. Mm -hmm. And then from that, we gain our identity, our true identity, not the identity that the world slaps on us from our behaviors and our actions and the things we do, but the true identity inside us. We come to understand what that identity is. Mm -hmm. And then we, we actually step into our destiny as we share the goodness of God with others in the ways that he has uniquely created us to share whether it's mm -hmm. just being joyful in a mundane situation, an everyday situation, or it's, you know, in the workplace, in the office, you know, doing your job with excellence. Right. You know, one of the things that I, I find fascinating is that Solomon, um, the Bible says, was the wisest person who ever lived. He had the most wisdom of anyone. Mm -hmm. And yet when the Queen of Sheba came, it says that she she was just blown away by his wisdom, but it wasn't the, the the profound things he said. The Bible says that she saw how his staff mm -hmm. did their jobs with excellence. Mm -hmm. And that was the expression of Solomon's wisdom. So when we do whatever it is that we, we put our hand to, when we do that with excellence, we're actually sharing that nature of God with others when we do it with excellence instead of doing it with grumbling and complaining like so many of the people in the world do. Yeah. And and that takes time and intentionality. And, you know, we were to work out our salvation, right? It says in Philippians 2, 14, mm -hmm. I think, with, with fear and trembling. That doesn't mean we work out and getting saved. It means that there's benefits of salvation. There's aspects of salvation, you know, to be safe, to be healed, made whole, prosperous, delivered, um, kept safe and sound, like all these different um, seven different meanings of what the salvation is. Well, that's how God wants to work in our lives. There's all these different areas in our life that need to understand that um, the what Jesus has done for us and, and to redeem us back to what God intends for us. And you know, it says in, in 2 Corinthians 5.18, let's go ahead and show that sure. one. Because that up right now. when we live from this place of identity and my purpose is to know him, become like him, and express him. 
Mm-hmm. We'll just put it that way. Now, everything I do comes out of that being. And we've talked about that before, that we are to be and then do. But so much of the time, we're conditioned to, well, what are you going to do so we can become something? And it's yep. it, that's not how the kingdom of God works. So go ahead, Second Corinthians 5, 18. It says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Okay. When you pers- when you have that perspective of, I'm a conduit of his life, his light, his love, and the purpose is so that they would taste and see the goodness of God, reconciling people back to the Father. It's not my mm-hmm. job to get them saved or to mature them, so to speak. That I mean, that's part of what my calling is. But how I do that looks different with different seasons too. And so we've got to have that understanding of whatever I'm doing, it needs to be an expression of his life in some way, mm-hmm. his light, yeah. right? We're to be were to be the light because his light is in us and it has to shine in the darkness. So wherever we're at, we know that we can be a conduit of that life and light and love to be an expression of him so that people will turn to him and be reconciled to him or reconciled in relationships, however that, that works out. But do you see when we have that perspective, I know that my purpose is to be his daughter. And that's going to look different in different situations, whether Mm -hmm. I'm on a business trip, like I was last week with my husband, you know, I'm having business meetings, but I'm also sharing the love of God and helping them in their relationships. Or we were talking about the podcast, or we were talking about their health or something. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm a carrier of him. And so my calling, so to speak, is to do what Jesus did. Father, whatever you say, I'm going to say. Whatever you show me, I'm going to do. So if it takes the pressure of us to figure out what we're going to do yeah. as a vocation, so to speak. So, and, and that's a whole nother discussion that we can have. But does that make sense, what I'm trying to share? Yeah. it's. I mean, according to that scripture we just read, you know, God already reconciled himself to us you know, and reconciliation, that's an accounting term. It means it's balancing the books. So on God's side of the equation, all of the the payments part of it has been reconciled. That's been sorted through because of what Jesus accomplished at the cross and through his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Now what's left is for us to be reconciled back to God, meaning the the income side of the equation, if you will. We we have we have an input there, and and that really involves renewing our minds. Train, changing the way we think, adopting those kingdom mindsets so that we start to think and behave in the same ways that God does because we're reconciling ourselves back to him through his word um, and, and through the Holy Spirit giving us revelation of that so that we can share it with others because we've been given a ministry of reconciliation. 
that, mm -hmm. that word of reconciliation that we're supposed to share with others. So that, that encompasses what you were talking about, that three-step process. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. It makes it so simple and it takes the pressure off. So in my coaching, when I'm helping people or mentoring, um, we have to start with purpose. Mm -hmm. And then from there, because I help people with transitions, right? What they're doing, you know, where they are now and what they're going to do next. And so before we get to, everyone wants to know the call, but if you can understand identity and purpose, mm -hmm. the calling, because the calling can change depending on seasons. You know, I was <laughs> a professional salesperson. And okay. then when I got pregnant with twins, I became a stay-at-home mom. My calling became to be the mother, to raise human beings, to yeah. be godly, have godly character. Well, they're an expression of me. So I wanted to train them in the, in the ways of God, but also know that when they're out in, like if they're fishing with um, my husband's customers or something like that, we want to make sure that they're an expression of what we believe and what we stand for and that they're mm -hmm. showing um, the traits and characters of God. Make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and as somebody who I, I feel like my whole life has been one perpetual season of transition, <laughs> I yes. can relate to that because, you know, we, we, we went out to Bible college and I thought we were going to be pressing into business and God said, no, no, no ministry. And so we, pressed into ministry. We went overseas. We were missionaries, which was a whole big process for Lisa and I to transition into. And we thought, okay, this is what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. And then we get into it and we're, we're, everything is we're running smoothly. And God says, okay, yep, you accomplished what I sent you to do. Now go home. We're like, what? Okay. Now we're transitioning back and we're like, okay, we're going to do ministry now. We, we're we're going to do it a different way, but it's going to, you know, it's still going to be ministry. And God's now we're in a season where he's saying, oh, and now I want you to pick up your business again and do it a different way than you did it before. And so I'm working through that transition as well. It feels like it never ends. But like you said, now I'm looking at it from a totally different perspective. I'm not looking to my occupation for my identity. Now I, I, am, I am much more anchored in who I am in Christ and, mm -hmm. and how God made me that I know that no matter what I do, it will be an expression of that in some way. And when we yeah. get to that point, like you said, it takes the stress off. It's not yeah. about what I do. It's about who I know and how I share that knowledge with others. And, and so that each of us has that opportunity to become like Solomon mm -hmm. and express the wisdom of God and in ways that just blow other people away because we're doing the tasks that we put our hands to with as much excellence as we can bring to bear. It's a totally yeah. different perspective than yeah. how I used to look at things. Yeah. And it's relying on God's grace, right? His mm -hmm. provision, his direction, his enablement, his empowerment to do things that we can't do just in our own limited you know, strength or, or knowledge. And that's the beauty that we get to partner with God. And that's what he wants. He wants to have that expression of him in our life to bless us, but also to bless others. When you know that everything that you have done in the ministry, in the mission field, in the technology, it all is working for you. And then that's where we go into Romans 8, 28, right? That everyone always wants to quote that all things work together 
for God, for those who love God, or all things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Well, if you scroll down, according to his purpose is to be conformed to the image of Christ. Jesus did a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Paul did a lot of different things, right? We see this, we think that we've got to be on this one track forever. Well, that's just not, not accurate. Now, some people might be, but here's the thing. We want to, I, I said this the other day to Fred, I said, we want greatness, but you'll never have greatness outside of leaving your comfort zone. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, we, a, that, I'm, I'm being stretched every day and I'm yep. not saying I'm, I'm a great person or anything like that, but I feel like I'm moving into different arenas and different realms. God is, is, you know, leveling it, me up, so to speak, in the things that I'm willing to take on. I mean, even just business from a business perspective, what I'm looking at doing in the new year from a business perspective, you know, alongside ministry, that's something I never thought I had the capacity to do, but God's like, well, I've got the capacity and you're in me. So what's the problem? I'm like, yeah, I never thought of it that way. So can I just give you some encouragement? Please. <laughs> God is always wanting us to grow and mature us to become who he created us to be, which is greatness, right? We can never do it apart from him. He wants us to depend upon him because he's a good father. Mm -hmm. And as his son, you could easily be comfortable in doing what you've been doing the last several years because you know how to do that. You can yeah. kind of go on autopilot. Well, guess what? You're being stretched and that's giving capacity to grow and mature. And there are costs involved. Like we have to give up that comfort. We have to uh, learn new skills or change some habits or uh, different, you know, time things and so forth mm -hmm. and how we've been doing it. But it's all going to help you grow to become, God, I can't do this without you. Well, that's exactly it. So, yeah, that's the point. So that's the beauty because I just want to encourage you that what he's leading you into is amazing. And that's where Ephesians 3.20, that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can imagine or ask mm. according to the power that works in you. So greater is he who is in you than he that's in the world. So we've got to understand him on a different level. So God, who are you now in the season that you're at? Who do I need you to be now that I may not have needed you to be a year ago or two it's, years ago. It's interesting. Lisa was talking, you know, we were talking the other day and she was talking about how it's like God is an infinitely faceted diamond. You know, mm -hmm. he has, he has, he has more, more different facets to his nature. He's still, you know, one God, he's still God as core nature, but we see different aspects of it at different times in our lives. And we see this in scripture too, because, you know, every time that God showed up on a situation, um, like, for example, when Abraham, um, you know, God told Abraham to sacrifice his son and then God provided the sacrifice to replace it. So he didn't sacrifice his son. Mm -hmm. That revealed part of God's nature as provider. Yeah. And, and so we see in each of these seasons, as God stretches us and grows us, we see a different aspect of his nature. And, yeah. and it's like, He's infinitely expanding in front of us because we see a new facet of that diamond that is Father God. And not yeah. only that, <laughs> but we're able to share that with even more people because yeah. now, I mean, we can, only, we can only share out of the overflow of what's inside us. 
But yeah. as we see each of these new facets, it, it, it fills us up more and we have yeah. more to share with others. So how does that relate to our ability to, you know, step into our destiny to, to understand our purpose and our calling? Well, it's, it's right what we just talked about. So a great question to ask uh, or is to look at the names of God and who mm-hmm. does he need to be now? But then also, God, how am I like you? Because Genesis one twenty six says I'm created in his image and his likeness. So how is he transforming me to be conformed to the image of Christ so that I can be an expression of him? in this new season. So when you're, I mean, that's a whole another topic as far as like next steps. And, um, but that's why I'm actually writing the book on helping people make that transition to thrive, but going to a heart level. So going deeper to really understand what's really going on in my heart that is driving me to do what I do. Need drives behavior. So I need to understand. So I, I know we don't have time for that, but so it comes down to really giving God permission. You had to walk through a journey. And I remember talking to you a year ago, Mm -hmm. uh, if I may ask or may say this, that I just said, Chris, two things Jesus said primarily to people, ask them, what do you want and what do you see? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You had to give yourself permission to go there. And that is that is an interesting thing that you bring up because that's a journey that I've been on for you know like you said uh, over a year of knowing what I want and mm-hmm. you know and part of that is you know I had some religious baggage that that said if I wanted something that was not of God that was my flesh which isn't necessarily true there are fleshly desires that we have to put aside I get that but yet there are those deep things of the heart that we've been talking about that God yes. put in there. And when we throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, anything I want can't be of God, we're denying who God made us to be. So Mm -hmm. it's a process of learning how to distinguish. No, this is an ungodly fleshly thing. No, this is, this is a desire of my heart. And God asked me that question, or actually he told me, you know, it was more than a year ago. He said, Chris, you don't even know how to want. I'm like, what do you mean? You know, I, but I, I had to learn that because I had stuffed it for so long. Yeah. And just recently we were, I, you know, I, God's leading me through a process of, of not only doing ministry, but doing business beside ministry to do them both at the same time, which I was genuinely afraid of because I didn't feel like I had the capacity and I thought it would be overwhelming. And so God is talking to me about this through conversations with other people and through my time with him. And I just kind of laid it out there and said, God, I need to know what I should do. It's, it's really kind of the topic of this, this whole episode here. I needed a word from him because, you know, one of the things I learned going to Scotland is that when we have a clear word from God, we can stand on that word. And, and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, I said, God, I, I'm, I'm happy to do ministry and not even think about business. I'm happy to do business, not think about ministry. I'm happy to do both. I'm happy to, you know, go work for somebody else, whatever. Uh, it's all on the table. What I want to do, what you want to do, I said, what want me to do? I said, but I needed a clear word from you because no matter what path I choose, there's going to be challenging days. Mm-hmm. And in those challenging days, I need a word from you to stand on. So that I know I'm on the right path and I know I'll make it through if I have that word. Mm-hmm. And his question to me was, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I had to really 
like you said, <laughs> dig a little deep. And I didn't, wasn't comfortable. And, and I, had, I had to realize, I came to the realization that I wanted to do both business and ministry, but I wouldn't let myself want it because I was afraid. Right. I was afraid I wouldn't right. have the capacity. I was afraid that I would do both poorly. There were all kinds of fears that rose up. But yeah. ultimately, what I wanted to do was both. And when I, when yeah. I admitted that to myself and admitted that to the, to the father, his response was, okay, then. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, you know, you might, you know, if you're watching this, you might think that's a lame word, but that was what my heart needed to hear. I just needed sure. to hear that it was okay that I wanted to do both. And now I know that when it does get challenging, I can stand on the fact that God is okay with me doing both. And yeah. it's going to be awesome. I have no idea what's going to happen in the next year, but I'm excited about it because yeah. of all the things we've talked about in this episode. Yeah. Well, our life is not a Hallmark movie, so we don't know the ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know the ultimate ending way back yeah. you know, off in the future but someday. But yeah. yeah. And, and it is all going to work for me. And so here's the thing that I just encourage you. Take the step. Mm. We want the whole plan. We want the whole word to be a whole paragraph and a plan and a blueprint. God gives us a step. And so yeah. I always just say, walk in the light that you have. Mm -hmm. What do you have peace about? You know, grace and peace go together. Wisdom yeah. and love go together. We just have to walk in that light, that love, and that life. And he is our GPS. He will direct our steps. He will course correct if we get off. But we have to look at the mindsets of who told you you couldn't do both. My husband does both. And I was just with people at his business meeting that they know everything that he stands for. They know that he loves God. And he's mentioned, we'll walk, we had Bible study going on right there at dinner. It's <laughs> But that's where he is secure in who he is and what God has led him into. Amen. Amen. And that's really the answer for everybody else. Like you yeah. said, Lori, you know, we, we become into a relationship with God. We learn who he's made us to be, our true identity. And then we go and share God's nature from our own identity. And as we do that, we will step into our purpose, our calling and ultimately our destiny. That's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. And it's, it's exciting. And, and it's not a, a, it doesn't have to be a hard thing, but if we can just go back to righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy spirit, there's fruit of that. Amen. Amen. Well, Lori, how can people connect with you and, and what, I mean, your wisdom that you're sharing, um, what are the best ways for people to, to tap into that? My website is lauriksnyder.com on the screen right there. And then I have a podcast, which is Created to Thrive Podcasts. So I have that to help people grow spiritually, emotionally, mentally, help them in the transitions of life. I do uh, some limited uh coaching, mentoring. Uh, I've kind of taken a break for the season because I'm writing this book, but that will be starting up next year. And I'm also going to be uh, introducing a group mentoring program here okay. sometime next year. I'm not quite sure on that yet. Uh, social media, Lori K. Snyder is the easiest way. So, Well, and yeah. I, I just want to put a plug in for the podcast. It is amazing. <laughs> so Lori, would you pray for folks and just release a blessing over them? And Father God, we thank you for your word, and it's the entrance of your word that brings light and understanding to us. And so I just thank you, Father, for Jesus and that he is 
showing us who we are, the true nature of who he has died to give us that new identity in him. And so, Lord, I just pray that people would encounter your love, the life that you have called them into, that you have thoughts, you have plans to give them hope and a future that is so good, but it's found in you because it's in you that we live and move and have our being. So I just pray for a fresh encounter of your love for all those who are watching, all those who are listening, and Lord, that you have called them according to your purposes, and that they have an amazing destiny, and that they find that when they seek you, they find you. When they knock, you answer, and then you uh, they ask, and that you give them the delights of their heart because you've put those desires there. And so I just thank you, Father, for this day. I just speak a blessing over everyone listening and that they would be an expression of your life, light, and love to this world in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, one last thing. If you have been blessed by this podcast, there is one thing that you can do that would really help me out. If you've been listening and haven't left a comment or a review yet, would you please do that right now? Your reviews help other people become aware of this podcast so they too can grow deeper in their relationship with the Lord. So right now, go to Apple iTunes, click on Created to Thrive Podcast, scroll all the way down until you see the stars and the review section. Click on that to rate and leave me a review. Then make sure that you're subscribed to the Created to Thrive Podcast so you don't miss out on any episode. Thank you so much. This is such a huge blessing to me, and I appreciate you taking time to help me today. God bless.